What is up, guys? Welcome to the We Don't Know Football podcast. Um, Jackson was not able to join, and neither was our special guest, William. They are both busy with their own personal matters. But um, So this episode will be strictly me and my thoughts. So, you know, I will continue to tell y'all how the Seahawks will win the Super Bowl and how the Panthers... Should not have one. Anyhow. Uh, so for news around the league, Kyler Murray and Rondell Moore were both put on IR. Their seasons are, in fact, over. Um, Eno Benjamin uh, was claimed off of waivers today by the Saints. Brock Purdy is currently questionable for tomorrow's night game against the Seahawks. Rondell, uh, I already said Rondell Moore and Kyler Murray are, are on IR. Um, Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro are able to return from IR, so that'll be some big pieces for the Raiders, even though Waller's been a little quiet this season. The Raiders have had offensive struggles, and Renfro has not been his last season self, so it's been a little quiet over in there. Um, Justin Fields is sick. He is now day-to-day. Zach Wilson will be elevated to the number two job. I assume he just means, you know, the backup to White over Joe Flacco. Um, but, yeah, so there's a lot of a lot of injuries going around in the league. Debo Samuel was, was one of them. It's pretty much just the NFC West that keeps getting hit. But, you know, we hope all those players can get better, ready for their playoff runs, or just, you know, just uh, become healthy in general. You know, it, it always sucks to – to watch people go down, but um, in terms of NFL news and the Sunday games, oh boy, Baker Mayfield, I mean, he he drove his team down there, drove, drove him, it was like 95 yards or something, drove him down there for, for the win on the game-winning drive, he had 230 yards and a touchdown, Baker is now being praised by Rams fans, and as... As many football fans know, Baker will have a good game, then a bad one, and then a good one. And the reason I believe that he was, not everyone agrees with this, but I would say successful on the Browns. He's not as bad as people think he is. But the reason that he looked better on the Browns is because, because of that good game, bad game type of player he is. If he starts having a bad game, you've got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt who can go out there and and you know Chubb can have a 120 yard game, Hunt can have a 70 yard game, and they're just they'll just dominate. You know Baker will come in, throw a pass here, throw a pass there. As long as he can complete these little ones that they give him, you know it's perfectly fine. But um, I don't. I was a huge Baker fan when he left Cleveland, but since then it's kind of been downhill. I'm not saying he won't be okay on the Rams, but I don't think he's as good as everyone is blinded by this game. Um. But yeah, I I mean, in terms of the Rams, I mean, I would say their season's over. In terms of the Raiders, there is a chance they can still make the playoffs. That is still a possibility. A lot of things would have to go their way, but um they play the Patriots and I that that's a winnable game. They play the Steelers, sorry Jackson, that's a winnable game. Um they play the Niners, that one's going to be a true test. They're really going to have to beat the Niners and the Chiefs in order to Make the playoffs and prove that they've kind of figured it out. I mean, you know, but um, losing to the Rams was a huge, huge setback for for the Raiders. 
But um, but yeah, and then you then you move on to the the Lions big man Penne got a got a the game ceiling catch. But um, I mean this this poor Vikings team. Kirk throws for four hundred and twenty five yards, two touchdowns, and and Justin Jefferson gets two hundred and twenty three yards, and they still lost by eleven. I mean, it's. I mean, what more can Justin Jefferson do? Kirk Cousins as well, 425 yards. You know, you can't – there's not much much more you can really do. I mean, Jared Goff on the other side threw for 330 and three touchdowns. I mean, it's it's a, it's a hard one to look at for the for Vikings fans losing to a division rival. You know, at the very least, the Lions. The Lions are not a bad team. Team. They are now six and seven. They can they can they can sneak in the playoffs. It is possible. It is possible. They 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 play the Jets, and if their offense can continue rolling how they are, and the defense can just manage to hold, then they can win that game. The Panthers, that the Panthers defense is good, so they'll have to get past the pass rush and Brian Burns and the coverage of all the corners and safeties that they've got. So I think that one that one could be a toss up. Um, the Bears could be a winnable game as long as you can quarterback spy Justin Fields and keep him in that pocket. He's a better passer than what he was, but they still don't have the weapons to support him. And then, and then the Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is, you know, no light task, especially with Kristen Watson on the tear that he is currently on. But the Lions can still make the playoffs, and I, I'm rooting for them. I am, I am rooting for them. Um, let's see here. What else can I go over? Uh, Tyler Huntley led the Ravens to a win. I I think he did get hurt though. So I think he is currently listed as day to day as well. If he goes down, Anthony Brown is the one to come in. Uh, JK Dobbins had 120 rushing yards and a touchdown on the Steelers to beat them by two, 16-14. Uh, receiving wise, Deshaun Jackson, uh, was able to come in here, but I mean, they really did not throw. I mean, you look at this stat sheet, and they've got what is that? Five, two, uh, seven, nine, eleven completions in an entire game. That's crazy. That is crazy. I mean, they had twenty-eight combined carries between Dobbins and Edwards, which both had above five yards per carry. So it was a very efficient day on the ground, which is you know why stop it when it works. But uh, you look on the other side, and and all all Mitch Trubisky, three picks. I mean. He was not having a day. He threw one of Marcus Williams, Roquan Smith, and Patrick Queen. Man, those linebackers. Those those linebackers were all over. But uh but yeah, I mean Steelers fans, they wanted Pickett from the start. They got Trubisky and then he played okay for the first little bit. They liked him, they wanted him. And then and then he started started playing bad. They bring Pickett in and now Trubisky comes back out. You know, this is his chance to prove that he is the the, the guy, the guy that the franchise needs, even though Pickett's been playing well. And Trubisky crapped the bed. He he lost all all faith for that franchise. So, you know, Trubisky, that's probably the last we'll see of him unless Pickett is, uh, unless whatever injury he sustained continues. Um, Deshaun Watson and the Browns lose. They are now 5-8, and eight, so... Their playoff hopes are, I, I would say, kind of, kind of gone. I mean, it's possible they finish out nine and eight, but they're as strong as that AFC is right now. I don't, I don't see it happening. Um, uh, in terms of this game, Donovan Peoples-Jones, 114 yards, eight catches. Donovan is an emerging star. I'm really, I'm really, um, 
I don't really know how to say it, but I'm just, it's nice to see him succeed because I've, I've known about him for a little bit. He's just kind of been a little quiet role player, but now that he's starting to get up there when Cooper's shut down and Njoku's kind of held down a little bit, it's, it's, it's good to see that he has the skill set to to continue in that offense and be able to offer, you know, what they need. Miles Garrett had two sacks and uh, Deion Jones had a pick, but it, it wasn't enough to stop this this red hot Bengals team. Jamar Chase ten catches, one hundred nineteen yards, and a touchdown. I mean, that receiving core is insane. You lock up Jamar, then they've got Boyd. You lock up them both, then they got Higgins, and they got Joe Mixon coming out of the backfield. It's uh, this Bengals team is fun to watch. It is, and and they'll they'll make the playoffs. I don't I don't quite see how they'll miss it I mean if you go over to the AFC North they're second in the division behind the injury Ravens right now so I mean Bengals are on a five-game winning streak they uh they play the Bucks next who have been just struggling left and right so I don't see that that's see them quite falling to that game then they play the Patriots I don't see them falling that game the Bills they could lose that one and then they play the Ravens I mean, if they win both those games, they're looking at 11 wins. So, I mean, if they lose those, that's what, 11, 11 and 6? So, I, I mean, that's a playoff spot. If not the division, it's definitely a wild card spot. So, I think the Bengals have got that one. Got the playoffs coming in. You go over here to the Bills and the Jets. Mike White comes in, 268 yards. I mean, he got hammered in this game. I believe he was sent to the uh, hospital after the game and for uh, his injuries because he, uh, I think it was rib injuries, he got uh, absolutely nailed in the ribs. I don't, I don't know by who. I can't remember who it was, but he got he got hit hard. And then and then they took him out. They evaluated him. He went he went back in. I think he came back out for a concussion. Evaluated him, sent him back in, and then got hit in the ribs again. And I mean, they just they just sent him to the hospital. I mean, he was he was getting hit left and right. But um. Here, let me look on Mike's situation to see how he is doing. Um, let's see here. Zach Wilson has all... Okay, that's not what I was looking for. I'm looking for Mike White, not Zach Wilson. Anyhow, I can't I can't find anything here. Let's see if I type in injury. Uh, um... I'm not. I'm not seeing anything. I know that. Um, you know, he 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 got hit a lot. He got hurt a lot. But um, considering I can't find anything, I'd say he he's okay for now. He I would assume play Sunday. But um, but I mean they they play the Lions on Sunday. Um, but yeah, I think I think Mike White's okay. So the Jets. I assume we'll continue rolling with Mike White. He's been he he's been serviceable for them. He's he's uh, been able to move the ball, which is always good to see. You know those Jets receivers and Wilson and uh, Moore were both getting both getting frustrated. They they were getting tired of the constant uh, constant overlooks and and Zach Wilson not being able to get the ball to them. So I haven't heard them complain since Mike White stepped in. He's been able to sling the ball to them. So I'm. I think the Jets organization for right now is happy with Mike White. And then you go over to the Bills, who are definitely a playoff team. You know, they, they win this game 20-10. to 10. Um, I mean, looking at the stat line, nothing crazy really happened for the for the Bills. You got Josh Allen only throwing for 150 and a touchdown. And then their, their leading rusher was also Josh Allen with 47 yards and a touchdown. So I think it was a very 
very quiet game. Uh, but they they got they got some some sacks. Espineza got one. Uh, Gregory got two. Shaq Lawson got one. So they were able to put some pressure on him. Um, they've got Naheem Hines at punt return. Uh, they traded for him, and they haven't really used him much in the rushing game. He's not he's not the best rusher. He's more of a receiving back, but um, they're implementing him on special teams, which, I mean, if you trade for a guy, you got to use him. So I think special teams is a, is, is a good place to uh, test him out. Texans almost upset the world. They were they were ahead of the Cowboys, and then it and then it all fell apart in that last that last quarter. Cowboys outscored the Texans in the fourth quarter, ten to zero. Overall in the game, the Cowboys won twenty seven to twenty three. I mean, they almost had it. It would have been the upset. You've got Chris Moore coming in while um, Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks are both are both hurt. So Chris Moore comes in here, 10 catches, 124 yards. He was the real hero for that day. You got Tremon Smith, who got two picks. You got some sacks in there. But um, but yeah, these Texans almost won it. They're 1-11-1, you know, almost sure locks for the number one pick in the draft. You know, no playoff chances for them. But uh, Cowboys are 10-3. and They're looking at the playoffs. They're looking for the division, too. Two games behind the Eagles, and uh, they play the Eagles in two weeks. So we'll see. We'll see how that game goes. That'll be a really good game, but um, but yeah, the Cowboys were able to to get one out over the the Texans. Um, looking at the stats, nobody really had an insane game. I mean, it was just average all around. But Cowboys able to hold on, get that win, help their uh, divisional chances. So that's always good to see. And the Eagles, oh my gosh, twelve and one, absolutely ran over the Giants, forty-eight to twenty-two. Jalen Hurts threw for two seventeen and two touchdowns, but the real hero of this game was Miles Sanders, seventeen carries, one hundred and forty-four yards, two touchdowns. I mean, Miles was killing it. And in the receiving game, he only had one catch for eleven yards. You know, whatever, one hundred forty-four rushing yards. You know, that's plenty. You know, go ahead, Miles. But I mean, this Eagles team—they are—they are bringing it together. I mean, for the Giants, they only ran with Saquon nine times. I mean, Daniel Jones isn't the best passer in the league. I think if the Giants want to win games, they're going to have to lean on Saquon. So only giving him nine carries is not what I would imagine that they would have done. In the receiving game, they only gave him two catches. I mean. I, I see Saquon as the Christian McCaffrey to the Panthers, you know, Saquon to the Giants type of thing, like where Saquon has to be their offense. I'm not saying their receivers are bad, but I don't think Daniel Jones quite has the tools to carry a game if need be. So I think that they got to get the run game going. And Daniel Jones is quick. You know, you start running with, with Saquon, they start biting on that. You start running read options with play action boots, you know, stuff like that. And you start getting guys more open. I don't, I don't quite know. Um, what happened for this game? I, I assume the Eagles just uh, completely ran away with it, but I, it wasn't a good game for the Giants. And and as these Odell sweepstakes keep going, um, he has said that he would only wants to focus on the playoffs. I think that's kind of cheap to sit out an entire season. Now, I, now I say sit out. He he's hurt. He's nursing an injury. This isn't like you know by choice. I don't want to play. I just want to play in the playoffs type of thing. But to be able to say that I only I'm getting myself ready for the playoffs, you know, it kind of it's kind of a I don't know. I just don't like the way it looks in terms of, you know, he's only there to play the playoffs. He doesn't want to go to a team that's not in the playoffs. Which I mean, I I look, I, I understand that part. You know, 
you, you don't want to go to like the Texans, you know, who don't have like anything going for them right now. You know, if you nurse yourself back from an injury to play like the last game of the season, you know, what is that going to do? Like, I understand they're getting ready for the playoffs part, but I mean, oh, Odell's a great player. I like him. You know, he got his ring with the Rams. He was able to come in and bring bring an extra factor to that team. But I don't know. Just the way he stated it didn't sit right with me. I mean, he's he's a he's a good player, but he. You know, the, the Cowboys, he had an interview with the Cowboys, and the Cowboys didn't think that he would be physically ready by, the by, I think it was like mid-January, like like time for the playoffs or like or like whatever, like maybe a divisional round or something like that. And they didn't offer him a contract because they don't want to wait that long. They want to make sure they have a fully healthy Odell in terms for the playoffs. And... Mm-hmm. And they gave him his physical, you know, stuff like that. And they figured out that he would not be ready. So they didn't offer him anything. So then Odell goes on a podcast or, or, or whatever, an interview type thing. And they talk to him and he's like, you know, I, I'm trying to get my body ready for the playoffs. You know, I only want to play in the playoffs. And it's kind of uh, just hop on a team and, and win, a, win a Super Bowl type of thing, which is a lot of players want to do. But I don't think it's fair to the rest of the team who had to sit there for for, you know, 17 games, go through 18 weeks of training to get to the spot where they are for him just to hop on the team and get a ring, you know? Um, I mean, I, I don't I don't like how it was said. Take it how you will. But uh, the Giants losing this game doesn't help them in terms of getting Odell if, he, if they were to make the playoffs because, I mean, getting blown out like that, the Eagles are a playoff team. If the Giants meet the Eagles in the playoffs, it doesn't look good at all. So... You know, I I would imagine that Odell wouldn't want to be on a team that could possibly get blown out in the playoffs because I think it would be demoralizing to get your body ready for an entire year, hop on a team and lose by, you know, 20, 26 to to a divisional rival. Because, I mean, he he grew up on the Giants, you know, that's where his career started. So I I guarantee you, you know, he doesn't quite have the the love for a divisional Eagles and then losing to them by by 20 something in the playoffs would just be the most heartbreaking thing and is, is what I would see. But um. The Giants play the Eagles again in the last week of the season. I think it will come down to that in terms of if the Giants make the playoffs or not or if Odell would like to go there. I mean, Giants continue to play the Commanders, Vikings, Colts. Uh, Commanders is a winnable game. Colts is a winnable game. I don't see them really beating the Vikings. And then that Eagles, I don't I don't really see them beating them. But you never know. You never know. So, I mean, I, I just didn't like how Odell said the stuff or phrased it how he did. So, I think that. It's just not fair for the rest of the team. But, you know, whatever, you know. He makes money. I don't. He can do what he wants. I'm just some guy sitting in a chair recording a podcast. You know, I'm just a bystander. But, um, Jags and Titans, Jags, dude. Clemson, Trevor, Lawrence came to play. 30 completions, 368 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, Trevor was slinging it. ETN did not have a good game, but Evan Ingram, Pro Bowl tight end Evan Ingram, 11 catches, 162 yards, two touchdowns. He balled out. He came to play. And this was a this was a good win for the Jags. I mean, I don't see them making the playoffs, but to beat a divisional team how they did, I think it was good for morale and turn and a, and a, a glimpse into the future of what this team could be. Because Lawrence has been kind of up and down in his career, and seeing and seeing him uh, ball out how he did, I think that really gives the organization and the team a big morale boost. You know, being able to see that hey, like this guy, 
you know, he's got it. If they had any questions, this they they, they see what they can produce out of get, get out of him. So that's always good to see. Derrick Henry had 121 yards and a touchdown, you know. But uh, but being able to see that that glimpse of future for a Jaguars team who's 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 been in shambles since they've lost the AFC Championship game or divisional game, however long ago I, I think it was the AFC Championship game they lost that one to the Patriots. Um, since they've lost that, you know, they've lost a lot of key players on, that that they had on that team. I mean, they lost. Uh, they lost Fournette, they lost Ramsey, they lost A.J. Boye, who was a big name at the time. He may not be anymore, but he was a good player. So, I mean, the Jags haven't really had an identity since then. So being able to put up points like that, I think it's a, it's a great, great, uh, great thing for them. Move over to the Chiefs and the Broncos. I think the Broncos have officially been eliminated from playoff contention. No shocker. Uh, but I, at this point, they're just playing to help the Seahawks get a better draft pick, and I'm I'm all for it. Patrick Mahomes threw three picks against the Broncos. We know this Broncos team is nice. This Broncos defense, they are nice. They are a good team. Uh, Josie Jewell got two of the picks, and Patrick Sertan got the other. But um, but yeah, this Chiefs team, Isaiah Pacheco was able to get 70 yards on the ground, and Jarek McKinnon as a receiver. Had 112 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Juju was able to get nine catches, 74 yards, and a touchdown. And Kelsey had 71 yards. Uh, just in, in general, this I mean, we we knew the Chiefs were going to be good. They're the Chiefs. Mahomes, Andy Reid, Kelsey, just keep all of that going and don't look back. You know, don't don't count them out. But Broncos, Russell Wilson was playing really well. He was, and then he he got hit real hard, and he had a little lump on his head, and, and uh, ruled as a concussion and was taken out of the game. It, it's it's almost sad to see everyone hating on on Wilson. I mean, I'm I I I hate I hate on him. I hate Wilson. I hate him. But you know, to see him start to finally play good and get a little confidence back, and then watch it all disappear as he gets a concussion, I, that, that's a little hard to see. I mean, I'm not I'm not becoming a Wilson fan. I just hope that he finds his path next season when you know we don't have his draft picks. But um, but yeah. He, Royal Wilson also had four rushes for 57 yards. Jerry Judy, though, eight catches, 73 yards, three touchdowns. Mack was able to get a touchdown receiving as well. They were able to bring Marlon Mack in here, and he was able to bring something to them. But, um, but yeah, I mean, this Chiefs team is going to continue to roll. They're, they're a top AFC team. I mean, the Bills are probably one of the few teams that can go toe-to-toe. Maybe the Titans, if Derrick Henry were able to get it going against them. I don't quite see anyone else being able to stand up to this Chiefs team. Uh, maybe the Dolphins if they get Hill and Waddle running around. But, I mean, again, the Chiefs did have Hill, so maybe they know his weaknesses. Maybe they know how to read him. But, again, I mean, he's so fast. You know, if you if you lose one step, it's, it's, he, he's gone. So this Chiefs team um, obviously are going to make the playoffs. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're insane. Um, let's see here. What else do we got? I think there's like four games left. Um, Bucks and Niners. Brock Purdy is him, dude. He was able to come in here 16 for 21 and two touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey, 14 carries for 119 yards and a touchdown. Um, Debo Samuel got hurt in this game. Uh, I believe that he is okay. I, I think it's, um, let's see here. Let me... Yeah, so they the 49ers expect Debo Samuel to be back before the end of regular season. So they 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 missed they missed a big one there. Um 
it looked like Debo was grabbing on his knee and stuff. So every 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 fan was holding their breath, making sure that he was okay. Because if that's a torn ACL, you know, as the way that the 49ers use him and as big of a piece he is, that is a huge blow to that team. So it's good to see that he is okay. The Bucks, I mean, it's it's just sad to watch. I don't even the Bucks are falling down. Is it Brady? Is it the head coach? Who knows? I mean, Tom Brady's a free agent at the end of the season. I don't know where he'll go. I personally think he'd be pretty cool on the Saints, but you know, I don't know how big his his loyalty is to the Bucks to either one come back or two go to a divisional rival in the Saints. So I don't know quite how that'll play out. Um, but yeah, the Bucks. I, I don't know. the The crazy part is, is that they're still the winners of the division right now at six and seven, which is just ridiculous. I mean, that is that is stupid. But um, speaking of the NFC South, oh Panthers beat the Seahawks. Um, Gino Gino came out and threw a pick on like the first or second play. Uh, J.C. Horn was at the bottom of his zone and saw Tyler Lockett sneak behind him, and as soon as Gino let go of the ball, J.C. Horn. Uh, dropped up and got a pick. I, I think that destroyed Geno's confidence from the beginning. So he wasn't really in it from the beginning, from from the get go. Because of that, uh, they took a I think it was a seventeen and zero lead. We managed to come back and we still lost, but it was thirty to twenty four. It looks a little better on the stat sheet. Uh, Geno threw two picks. Uh, Metcalf, Lockett, and Goodwin all had a touchdown. Uh, we couldn't get the run game going without Kenneth Walker or Rashad Penny. You know, we had Travis Homer in there. We didn't even have DJ Dallas in for this one, so. It was a hard one. I am excited, though. We did have uh, Godwin. Uh, I don't really know how to pronounce his name. Ig- uh He was a really good returner. He had three returns for 104 yards. It's exciting to see him return because we haven't had a good returner. Either one, since Tyler Lockett was back there, or two, since Devin Hester. We signed him for that like two pl- or playoff game or two-playoff game stint a while ago. So we haven't really had an exciting returner. It's been kind of stale. So it's good to see someone to be able to get the ball out. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to quickly go past these last two games. Um, Dolphins chargers, Dolphins got bottled up. I mean, two only completed 10 passes and they had 11 rushes for most for 37 yards. Tyree kill still had his four catches ready. He wanted a touchdown. He, uh, as, as much as you bottle up a team, you can't, you can't stop him. Um, but yeah, uh, Tyreek Hill also had a touchdown in there for a punt recovery. I'm uh, not a punt recovery, a fumble recovery. He was able to pick it up and run it in. But Justin Herbert, 367 yards, one touchdown thrown. I mean, Keenan Allen, 12 catches for 92. Mike Williams, six for 116. This Chargers team showed what they are capable of. We just need to see it from a consistent basis, and this is a good team in the in the in the AFC. They they can. Now, would they give a Chiefs a run for their money? They they can, as long as they have all the healthy pieces. I believe that they, they can give it, as long as the head coach isn't an idiot. They have a chance. This is a great team. I'm a big Justin Herbert fan. Uh, some people say he's one of the most overrated players. Uh, he, he could be. I could be blinded by that hair of his, but who knows? I mean, I, I like him. Uh, Patriots and Cardinals, please, for the love of God, get Matt Patricia off that team. I cannot watch another Patriots game that has 16 screens going on. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It hurts my head. I mean, I'm sitting there and watching this game and it is just butt ugly, dude. But on on the bright side, Matthew Judon, who's been one of the best sack specialists in the league, got one, one and a half sacks. Josh Oosh, who's been having a great season, I believe has, let me see. He got three sacks in that game. But I think on the season, he's got about nine. Uh, call it what you want, but this could be a breakout season. Um, 
Josh Juice is playing really well. It's 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 good to see him ball out. They need another guy out there with Matthew Judon to get some pressure on the quarterback. Um, they were able to win this game twenty-seven to thirteen, regardless of all those ugly screens. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins fumbled the ball. I mean, it's bound to happen when you run around with it in one hand. I mean, you know, you watch his highlights. He's got this highlight on the Texans where he where he spun two people in one play. He was holding it with one hand while doing spins. I mean, you're just asking to fumble. I mean, his entire career, he's he, – don't get me wrong. He is one of the best receivers in football. But his ball security is really ugly to watch. I mean, he runs around with it in one hand. I mean, what, I mean like, what, what are you doing, man? Regardless, he had seven catches for 79 yards. Um, D-Hot brings a, a incredibly valuable piece to this team. But it's it, he also gave away a touchdown. And you could see he was frustrated from it. I mean – anyone would be when they fumble and give away a touchdown like that, especially when you know the talent that you have. But it is what it is. I don't see the Cardinals making the playoffs. The Patriots can still make it, but they got to stop at these screens. I mean, come on. The screens maybe at most got 10 yards on one play. The rest of them probably averaged like two, three yards. It's it's, it's just ugly to watch. Um, That's all I have for Sunday's games. Uh, so I'll go ahead and dive into the game where the Seahawks are going to win by 50. Uh, so we got the Niners and the Seahawks playing tomorrow. Um, let's see if I can find the injury report for this game. Niners versus Seahawks. So the injury report we have, um, so for the Seahawks, we have questionable, uh, DJ Dallas, Al Woods, Ryan Neal, Joey Blunt, Trey Brown. Um, and we we don't have anybody who's been called out yet. I know. Okay, so if we go down here to the did not participate, it's the same names except you add in Bruce Irvin. Full participation, and this is good news. We got Shelby Harris, who who can be explosive at times. He's good in the run, run stop. Kenneth Walker, who is a promising rookie. You know, we we need him for this game. Uh, 49ers have a good run stop, but if we have any shot of actually running the ball, Kenneth Walker is the guy. Travis Homer is not a good runner, if I'm being honest. DJ Dallas isn't bad, but he's no Kenneth Walker. Rashad Penny's out for the year, so no. You know, we, we, we kind of need him. Uh, Quandre Diggs had full participation, which is great. We really need him back there. But uh, in terms of the questionable side, uh, it would be really cool to have DJ Dallas in there. We need him. We need Al Woods to stop Christian McCaffrey because Al Woods is a big dude. He can clog a lot of lanes. Uh, Ryan Neal is a really good safety to have back there. I like him back there more than Jamal Adams. Um, I, probably any Seahawks fan would agree. Uh, having him back there or, um, no, no, it's just him. Just having him back there is just, just really good to have. Trey Brown would be really good to have on the field. He's a, he's a great corner who hasn't played much. It says he's, he didn't play, uh, he didn't participate to, due to, uh, illness, I'm not sure what illness, you know, obviously doesn't say, so that's whatever. Um, for the Niners, the people who have been listed out are Jimmy Garoppolo, Kevin Givens, Tarverius Moore, Hassan Ridgway, Debo Samuel, and Samuel Womack. So I think this team without Debo Samuel, they'll have to throw to Kittle more. Um, Ayuk has been good. I don't think he'll be able to get past Woolen. Um, I'll say that now, and Ayuk will go have 150 yards. I think I said this last time we played them. But, um... I don't think IU can get past Woolen. Uh, so in terms of their secondary or in terms of their receiver corps, I, I believe we're okay. It's just McCaffrey, dude. We don't have any linebackers quick enough to keep up with them. 
in pass coverage. This is where I would see us like putting Jamal Adams is to kind of keep up with McCaffrey. But we don't have anybody for that. So I see McCaffrey having a huge game running-wise, receiving-wise, you know, throwing-wise, returning-wise, uh, interception-wise. You know, whatever, wherever he lines up, he'll, he'll, he'll have a good game. Uh, we're really bad with run-stop, and we don't have anyone fast enough to keep up with him in the receiving game. So uh, without them having Debo, you know, they'll have to rely on McCaffrey more. So, McCaffrey more. so this isn't um, – this isn't going to be a fun game as a Seahawks fan to watch. Uh, you move over to the defensive side for the Niners. You know, we got to stop Nick Bosa as we have two rookie tackles. Um, our tackles have played good. I'm I'm proud of Charles Cross and Abraham Lucas. They've both been good. But Nick Bosa, I mean, you could be the best in the game. Nick Bosa will probably still get past you a few times. And, and Gino's calm and collective under pressure, but... I mean, Nick Nick Bosa will cause torment, and there's nothing we can really do about it besides maybe team double team him. But even then, Nick Bosa's a freak. He'll he'll torment us. He'll probably he'll probably come out with a sack and a half or two. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm worried about him. Um, I've I've got the Niners one in this one. Uh, I'll probably take the Niners one in this one. Probably twenty seven to seventeen. They beat us earlier in the season, twenty-seven to seven. That was when we were still trying to figure out who we are with Geno at quarterback, and we figured it out since then. But I still think that we'll struggle just because this Niners team is so good. Um, so yeah, I've got the Seahawks losing by ten. Um, it's I, it's, it's not going to be a pretty game for a Seahawks fan. I don't believe now. This is a divisional game, so we you know we have played them enough. It is at home, but but I don't know. I don't know. That 49ers team is a scary one. They are a Super Bowl contender in my eyes, as much as I hate to say it. You know, as a Seahawks fan, I hate I hate, I hate, hate to watch these NFC West teams succeed. You know, Rams winning the Super Bowl last year. I mean, if you look at the past, I think, like 15 years of Super Bowls, the NFC West, each, each team has gone. I think each one's been uh, – I want to say each one has been twice at the least besides the Cardinals because the Cardinals lost to the Steelers. The Seahawks beat the Broncos, and they lost to uh, the Patriots. And then the Niners went. They lost to the Chiefs, and they played the Ravens in that other one. Um, And then the Rams lost to the Patriots and then beat the Bengals. So, I mean, it's a very successful division. I mean, if I'm being honest, I think the NFC West has the greatest coaching staff in all of the league. I mean, you've got Sean McVay, who's a young mastermind. You've got Kyle Shanahan, who's an offensive guru. You've got Pete Carroll, who's just always in it. Even like the Seahawks roster in terms of star talent is a lot lower than than the rest of our division. You know, I I I do think the Seahawks have the the least amount of talent wise, but Pete Carroll is such a, a good coach that he keeps us in it. Which, again, you know, as we've mentioned multiple times in this podcast, coaching is where success comes from. And, you know, you could have the best players in the world. If your coach sucks, you suck. So, I think and then, uh, Cliff Kingsbury definitely brings us down. Um, they're going to have to get a better coach in for him. I, I think he's on the hot seat. He's probably gone after the season. I mean, you know, they, they need to capitalize on D-Hop and, and, all, and all the talent that they have at the current moment. Uh, maybe go out and get another – Another guy, but they definitely need to get rid of Kingsbury. 
But I mean, yeah, looking at the rest of the divisions, I can't can't really think of a better coaching tree. Maybe, hmm, they, they, um, no, probably, I, I, the AFC East might beat us. Bill Belichick, uh, Mike McDaniel, Sean McDermott, and Robert Sala. You know what? I'll, I'll give it to the AFC East. Just because Kingsbury is such a goon, and Bill Belichick such a historic, historically good player or good a coach, and McDormand and Mike McDaniel is one smart man. Robert Sala, he had great success on the Niners as their defensive coordinator goes over to the Jets and has been doing really well. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, I take back what I said. AFC East, best best coaching division, but regardless, I mean, I mean. What's funny though is like like I said, you know, coaching is where everything comes from. AFC East, I mean, I think they've got every every uh, playoff spot right now. I think all four teams are currently have a playoff spot. So I mean, if that doesn't speak for itself, I don't know what does. So um, I mean, yeah, that's that's all I have. Um, I just got an ESPN alert saying Kenneth Walker is expected to play tomorrow against the Niners, so that that'll be huge for us. But I still don't think it'll be enough as this uh, as this uh, 49ers team is just just absolutely talented. They're dealing with a lot of injuries. I don't think that quite stops them. I mean, every time someone else comes in, they play better than the last guy. Almost, it's 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 crazy. They've got they've got depth. They've got the talent. They've got the coaching. It's it's a good team. It's a scary team. But um, I mean, think about it. You you have Trey Lance. You know, uh, third overall pick. He comes in, gets hurt. Week, I don't remember what week it was, but it was against the Seahawks. So he gets hurt that week. Jimmy G comes in, starts playing really, starts playing well compared to what he had been doing. And then he goes down. And then you bring in Brock Purdy, Mister Irrelevant, and he just picks up where everyone left off. I mean, it's it's incredible. They're they're under quarterback three, and they're still producing. It's that's a scary team. They've they've got talent anywhere. One guy goes down. They've got another guy who can, who can just uh, pick up where where that guy left off, or just become the new focal point of offense or defense. You know, which whichever side of the ball it is. But regardless, it's a it's a good, good team. So, I think my Seahawks will lose, and I don't think they'll make the playoffs this season. But considering that they are a team that was only projected to win three or four games and was called the worst roster in football by analysts, y'all can suck it. You know, we're we're having a good season and we still get a top five pick more than likely, so y'all can suck it. We'll, we'll, we'll take it. But that's all I have. Um, yeah, this was the We Don't Know Football podcast. Uh, produced by Colin today, because Jackson... Jackson got caught up in work, and William has has personal matters to go to as a as a fill in star of this show. But yeah, you can find us on on uh, Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor. You know, just just look us up. Hopefully, you'll find us. I'll see y'all next time.